Oncology Systems Limited are the leading provider of radiotherapy ancillary equipment in the UK and Ireland. Serving the community for over 22 years, we pride ourselves on exceptional service and quality products. Please take a moment to visit our website www.osl.uk.com and take a look at our product lines, which include macromedics for patient immobilisation and IB dosimetry for all your radiotherapy quality assurance needs. We are more than happy to take your questions, so please do get in touch via our website or email inquiry at osl.uk.com and one of our specialist team will be available to assist you. Hello everyone and welcome to Rad Chat. We are at UKIO 2022. My name is Naaman Jill Anderson and I'm joined by my fellow host Joe McNamara. Hi everyone. So we've got another guest for you. Um, do you want to introduce yourself please? Uh, yeah, my name's Imran Lasker. Uh, also a bit of a podcaster these days. You might have seen me on social media making a fool of myself mostly on TikTok. Um, I'm a radiologist uh, most of the time is what I say to people uh, when I'm not faffing about on social media and tweeting and uh, doing social media kind of podcasting stuff so um, yeah I'm really glad to be on Rad Chat and also part of UKIO really bustling environment isn't it you can probably hear in the background right yeah it's nice I mean I can't remember the last time I came to a conference I think because of the pandemic and things I think this is actually the first conference I've physically come to Oh really? We well, you know what? During the pandemic, I remember like watching movies and watching, you know, when they hug each other. But like, I used to flinch. But like, no, 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 no. You know, social distancing, please. No, you can't be doing that. But uh, yes, getting used to the whole thing again, of just being around people, you know, meeting people, networking a bit, and you know, getting to see what's going on in, in radiology, which is always. I mean, some of the stuff we're seeing here, I don't know, have you seen some of the stands? Some of the things they're getting up to is... Um, well, the fact that there's a mobile CT scan around the front of the, uh, yeah. the uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I should find the place, and I, and as I stopped and I looked back, I was like, yeah, I mean, there's only going to be one conference with a, a mobile scanner outside the front of it, and it's, and it's not a hospital, so it's going to be this, isn't it? So, so you, yeah. you mentioned that you do a podcast as I do, well. yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I've always been interested in social media, uh, but at the time I was a trainee and I kind of stayed away from it a bit because I was quite afraid of what my seniors would think of me. Uh, we got these things called um, ARCPs, which is the annual progression. Essentially, I didn't want anything from social media to come into that uh, into that field, especially because I was finding it quite hard to pass exams. But when I finished, I realised that like I know where life is. I know I know what I'm getting. I've got myself into. I know the next 20 years, I put my head down, I work, and then that'll be it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I thought, like, I quite enjoy social media. I quite enjoy interacting with people. Why not just, like, forget it? Just do what I want. So I actually used to have an account where it was my name, and I changed it to my name and started tweeting away. And then um, uh, my, a, good friend, we actually, um, a good friend of mine we were talking, and then we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast on elect medical electives, which is something we do in, the, in our training. And we learned a lot, and we did a lot of dumb stuff, as kids do, uh, or silly things, as people, as kids do, sorry. And... Um, we started every week we tried to meet up and talk we ended up talking about social media what was going on what, what silly things someone said on twitter how this was offensive and then after a while we we're just laughing so much i thought this would be really fun if we just like record it and see what happens and then recorded it and people seem to like it and um yeah people listen and now we every week we get a guest if we can uh, talk about the things that are happening and what we found now found is that the medical twitter conversation very much mirrors the bigger conversation and as we mentioned before we even started recording, is that this week or the last couple of weeks, industrial action's been a big topic and you'll see people tweeting about it again and again and again. So that becomes a topic that we bring in 
and talk about the things that are, are around. And um, I know you guys are saying it, like podcasting has been a positive experience. And I feel like it sounds silly, but I feel like I think it might have made me a better person in terms of like finally understanding the kind of challenges other people have. So like for me, being a man on social media, there's only so much stuff I've got to take. But when we had guests listen to some of the di direct message, uh, private messages they, they get, there's no experience that I have. I've never had those experiences. And now I'm starting to understand that, okay, well, you know, just because I experienced some, experience something a certain way doesn't mean that other people, I, I can't negate other people's experiences based on my, uh, my own experience. And that's a mistake I think a lot of people do in medicine and in, in the wider world. So I think um, podcasting and social media has actually ended up being a massively beneficial thing for me personally on a personal level. Um, but that maybe just relate to the kind of person I think I am. Because I've seen other people kind of end up going down another way. They've kind of ended up becoming um, very, you know, put the foot down. I'm not going to discuss this sort of thing. This is the way I think. This is the way I feel. And I don't want anyone else to discuss it. So, yeah, I mean, that's been my experience and how I've ended up doing it. And I, I can only say it's been a really good thing so far. So yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, we talk about mental health, for example, now very openly. It's always mm. been there. It's only now people are talking about it more honest, if you want passionate with others but yeah. it's the same for us whenever we've had patients come on discuss their experience I've learned so much even though I thought I was good in that patient group yeah. there's always something you're going to take away because everyone's experience regardless of what cancer it is will be different mm. something at the staging will be slightly different some form of their treatment will be different but mm. having that through your podcast and obviously for us just sending it everywhere in the world mm. it's amazing because some of the feedback we have other patients saying well actually I never considered this mm. and then it, that kind of snowballs into more and more impact doesn't it so that's the thing I, find, I noticed that even on social media it's such a public forum I don't think people realise that and so I, I made a mistake and I learned from it that I made a tweet saying um, the indication patient wants it that's what I said but my the reason I said that as a bit of a jokey thing is that me being a radiologist I need to know why the scan is being done I just can't do a scan because someone wants it and I, I let it out there and that's like getting a whole lot of heat from people like normal people saying so what if I want that scan what's your problem and I thought I never thought of that I never thought that that was the issue because I was trying to joke about my own little world, not realizing there's a bigger world beyond that where patients are seeing the things that we're saying and interpreting it in their own way. And then that one tweet started being retweeted by patients saying, look at this doctor, he's saying that we can't get the scans that we need when we ask for it. And I was like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I need to know why you're getting the scan. But it, it, was, it was too late. They had their agenda and it was going. And so um, this made me realize that um, the things that you say can be interpreted in so many different ways and you're probably seeing it too not just from patients but different cultures where people are their own experiences of things and I think I noticed that even saying like some words upset people which I didn't know before like I would say something like I don't know the word crazy as a like a, a passing phrase but then we got DMs saying like can you not use that phrase anymore because that upsets me as someone who has mental health you know issues and I, thought, I never knew that but now I know that I will, I will refrain from using some phrases that may upset people but it's only being it's only through being open to this kind of criticism isn't it yeah and actually just the way you talk about the use of social media and not being afraid to be open hmm. and say actually I got that wrong yeah the way it is. <laughs> and I think having that almost critical friend but utilising the public yeah. as a critical friend to really critique your practice and make you reflect on maybe experiences or service and mm. I think from that it's a huge learning. 
But yeah, I think you'll be open to it as well. And I think there's so many examples of people who are just not open to it. They get criticized and they just double down. And, and even, yeah, or turn of comment, or even when they, and so even now I was talking to my sister about like there was something that happened earlier this week where there was a consultant who was saying that I don't want to pay rise and I don't think anyone should be asking for a pay rise right now. You saw that, yeah, and went around like quite a lot. And then I felt as though um, when they did the apology, it was a decent apology, but then they started going from apology to start talking about themselves and how it's affecting them. And like, the, now I understand that when you apologize, you don't apologize based on you, you apologize for things you, you may have done and move on. Don't start talking about yourself because it negates the apology. Because then you start to say, well, it's affecting me like this. It's not, it wasn't about you, it was about how you affected other people. And so, thanks to social media, I've realized that, all, I feel like I must have lived the last 35, 36 years not realizing what may have been basic to people, but it took me to learn through social media and seeing the mistakes other people make and understanding that like, even when someone says sorry, which is a good thing, there's a, there are good ways of saying sorry and bad ways of saying sorry, and there's a way to do it. And that, that I, for me, has been hugely positive, but you have to be open to that. You so can't just double do down. You do you know if you've had your time again, mm. do you have I think um, it depends. So for me at the time when I was in social media, I, like I said, I was very afraid because of the implications it could have on my career because I was a student, I was, um, I was training, but I wasn't passing very well. So it would just been another thing to add. So on top of this, he's spending too much time on social media. Let's get rid of this guy. And so, but when I finished, I kind of suddenly felt a bit of security. So I do, I do understand that I have um, unfair advantages to someone else out there. And I, I wish, I could say that um, any, anyone who at any stage in their life can just go on social media and say what you want, but I don't think that's true. I think that you do have to gauge the kind of heat that you're willing to take and who you're willing to take that heat from if heat comes your way. And um, it's far easier as someone who is a consultant like myself right now to, to just say what I think, because as a senior, people look up to you to say what you think. Or you don't always, they, don't, they don't always say what you think, but I certainly do. And, um, if someone wants to do it, I just would say that, just really think, take a step back and about the bigger picture. Will it work for you in, at this point in your life? Because the last thing you want to do is turn up somewhere that you really want a job and someone may not agree with the tweet. And that could be the reason that you don't get shortlisted and is that something you really want to do? But on the flip side to that, the positives would be that if you were to tweet and openly as we want and then someone were not to give you a job based on what they've seen, at least they've seen you and by doing that, um, you know already that you don't fit into that place. And that's actually overall beneficial. You do want to ideally find a place that works with you rather than you work for them, is the way I see it. Yeah. It's very powerful, I think, to be quite vulnerable that you haven't said that, because I think for us now, I was always told to stay off social media, whereas now I do a lot of it. Lots of students are really powerful on social media. So we have two on earlier, Radicational, they're breaking barriers as second year diagnostic majority students. Mm. But that I would think would be a positive for them. However, I think it depends, as you said, where you are in your career because there's a few people who are very, very at the top of their game and be happy to call out health inequalities, but then they'll warn me saying, don't do this because people will come after you. Mm. But it's that power struggle which is never going to change. So then how do people at the bottom implement change if you have to wait to get to the top to do it? Because it's too late by then. It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, that's what I guess now I feel like someone like, as we get more senior, that our role is to try and facilitate that. So I guess through my podcast, we do bring junior people on to talk as openly as they want to about certain certain life expect um, certain life experiences. So, um, you know, I'm going to do a shout out for one one of the people that who's, who's here actually today called Kaude. I don't know if you met him. He's very, he's very, very good and he talks a lot about uh, discrimination and that kind of thing. And I would never have understood some of what he's talking about unless I'd spoken to him. And I, I really do... 
uh, look up to someone who's so young, who's so early in their career, who's so happy to put themselves out there like that. But then also, um, I feel like people like us give them a platform and give them, make them comfortable to talk about these things. And you know, if something if something were to come back to them, I'd, I'd happily stand up and say, look, I'm I'm with this guy or with this person because I think they they've got a positive message, uh, they've got something to say. So I think um, it's difficult, but I think our role as more senior people is to try and not pull the ladder up and make it more difficult for people to express uh, their life experiences and actually amplify it in whatever way possible. And I think your podcast and my podcast will be doing that for people as time goes on, I'm sure. Do you think junior members of staff need help and support around navigating social media? Oh yeah, definitely. I think there's, the, well especially in, well I know, I can only speak about my own experience, but what you'll see is that um, you'll get very, very junior doctors, right? And they'll start the YouTube channel, which is fantastic. I never, I never say don't do it. You always learn something from something, uh, things from these things. But the problem is that the general public will only see doctor. And so in reality, if you ended up being sick, you probably not want to see the YouTube doctor that you've been watching every single week. But when you're not sick, you end up being, that becomes your go-to person. But then the amount that you learn between being junior to senior is so huge that you can't, you can't expect someone that early on in their career to know the answer to the questions and they get, they'll get it wrong or they can get it wrong. And that's a very risky place to be. So I would say by, by all means, get involved but also be on, open and honest about what you don't know and your level. Because it's one thing to say, saying you're a radiographer, but to the general public, you're a radiographer. You can be a student radiographer or a senior radiographer, but they don't know. But I would say that it's, it's better for you and everyone to just say this, the, the level that you are and say that you might get it wrong. Because otherwise they'll say, well, that radiographer said that. And I saw them on YouTube and I see them every single week and I feel like I know them and I trust them more than I trust you, even though you might have 20 years of experience. And that's the danger that we have right now, where you have very junior people who inadvertently or on purpose kind of promote themselves to be far more senior than they are and become almost the go-to go -to person for things that they shouldn't really be. Uh, and that's the danger, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully we can do some reciprocal uh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. For a full hour than a I know, I could talk forever, like <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, told me to yeah, stop. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Bye.